The Boston Bruins are going to honor goaltender Tuka Rask prior to tonight's game against the New Jersey Devils. And that's exactly what I'm going to do here on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Today is Thursday, March 31st, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. This month has been uh, the biggest download month in the history of the podcast, and I'm just so grateful for those of you who have subscribed, who download, listen, on a a regular basis it really does mean a lot now the podcast is free and available on all podcast platforms as well as on youtube Uh, if you haven't hit subscribed on either of those platforms please do so right now it's going to be a great april as the bruins gear up for the stanley cup playoffs if you're on social media you can find the podcast at locked nhl bruins on both instagram and twitter and you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets, at Ian C. McLaren. Now, I am a lifelong Bruins fan. Uh, I've been covering this team for various outlets for about 17 years. And let me tell you, I've seen a lot of goalies come and go over my time as a Boston Bruins fan. None as impactful or as good as Tukarask, with the exception, of course, of Tim Thomas. Like If I go back to when I was a kid watching this team, names like Bill Ranford, Reggie Lemelin, Andy Moe come to mind, of course. Uh, they tried to make Blaine Locker a thing. Uh, you know, you had Jim Carrey, Byron Defoe was a, a mainstay there for a while. Uh, you had names like John Graham, Kay Whitmore, <laughs> Peter Scudra, until Andrew Raycroft came along. He showed some great promise as a Calder Trophy winner. Um, Jeff Hackett, Steve Shields, Felix Potvin made appearances uh, until Tim Thomas arrived. And obviously, we all know what he was able to accomplish uh, in his uh, what, eight, nine years in and out of the Boston Bruins lineup and then finally cementing his spot in Bruins lore by winning a Stanley Cup for the Boston Bruins in 2011. But in the year 2008, a young Finnish goaltender named Tuka Rask came on the scene. He had been acquired from the Toronto Maple Leafs in exchange for Raycroft, who had won that Calder Trophy. And he went on to become the winningest goalie in Boston Bruins history. And I don't think we really appreciate how good he was for so long. 15 years with the Boston Bruins, 
564 uh, regular season appearances, 308 wins, which is a franchise record. Uh, Tiny Thompson, back in the 30s, had the previous record, 252. Uh, I mean, yes, he's second also in losses, but that just speaks to his longevity. But he was excellent in his time with the Bruins as well. He has a career save percentage of 921, highest among any goalies in Bruins history, over 100 starts, tied actually with uh, Tim Thomas, but in almost 200 more career appearances than Tim Thomas. We all know that he was not on the ice or the goalie of record when the Bruins uh, won the Stanley Cup in 2011. He did, of course, lead the Bruins to Eastern Conference Championships in both 2013 and uh, 2019. And because the Bruins were not able to get it done in those years, he's often maligned or, I don't want to say disregarded, but disrespected for not being able to win. But the reality is, if he had not played so well up to those finals, the Bruins wouldn't be there in the first place. 2013... He went uh, 14 and 8 in the postseason with a 940 save percentage. In 2019, he went 15 and 9 with a 934 save percentage. Those are otherworldly numbers for a goaltender in a high pressure situation like the Stanley Cup playoffs. And he deserves so much credit for helping the Bruins get to that point. Uh, in 2011, Tim Thomas, a 940 save percentage over the course of the postseason for the Bruins, 16 and 9, and he won the Con Smythe Trophy. If Boston had been able to win in 2019, there is no question in my mind that Tukarask would have been the Conn Smythe Trophy winner. Uh, you know, his save percentage in 2013 was identical to that of uh, Tim Thomas when he won. I would have given it that year to David Krejci. He was just on an, another level when it comes to playoff scoring. And um, they gave out the two goals in 17 seconds. Just complete breakdowns there. Not Tuka Rask's fault in 2019. Uh the whole team failed to show up. And Jordan Bennington made some key saves in the first period. Uh, the Bruins had a couple chances early on. And uh, they really, you know, they play that game 100 times. They probably win it 95 times, 99 times. Uh, it wasn't because of Tukarask that they lost uh, those two games solely on Tukarask. Now, if you go back to 2008 when he entered the league, uh, 
You look at all goaltenders who have played uh, 400 games over the last 15 years. Tuka Rask leads the pack in terms of save percentage. 921. Uh, ben Bishop matching that level as well. He only played 300 and uh, made 397 starts. Rask made 541 starts. So he's right up there. Uh, with some of the best goalies of his generation. Marc-Andre Fleury, Pekka Rinne, Hendrik Lundqvist, Jonathan Quick, Carey Price, Sergei Bobrovsky have more career wins. But Tugarask is up there when it comes to um, the best of the best in save percentage. If you look at goalies who have played in the postseason, only... Three goalies have made more than 100 starts in the postseason since 2008. Tuga leads the way with a 925 save percentage. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist at 924. Marc-Andre Fleury at 910, although he has uh, many more wins. And uh, a couple cups, or three cups, to go with it there. So by any measure, Tugarask was not only uh, the greatest goalie in Boston Bruins history, but he's been one of the very best of his generation over the past 15 years. Uh, you know, he tried to make uh, a comeback here this year after undergoing hip surgery. Uh, he, you know, went 2-2 two and two in four games. Had to call it a career because of just lingering uh, issues from that hip injury. Uh, we talk about how perhaps Bruce Cassidy should have gone with Jeremy Swayman in the playoffs last year because Rask was dealing with this. He still had a 919 save percentage in the postseason. And, um, you know, for my money, you can talk about him not showing up in big games you can talk about him uh leaving the playoff bubble in uh whatever year it was 2020 i will never hold it that against him prioritizing his family always the right decision and for 15 years he showed up he stopped the puck with more regularity than almost anybody else at his position. And uh, his number 40 definitely belongs in the rafters for the Boston Bruins at some point. For tonight, they're going to honor him prior to the game. I know a lot of us will be watching, tuning in, maybe tearing up. And all due respect to Tuka Rask, and I hope that uh, the TD garden crowd uh just goes wild for rask before puck drop uh here tonight before we look at tonight's game a quick word about bet online after months of playing college basketball has determined the top teams for the final four and will determine this year's national champion this coming week betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info from all the latest odds contests and player props you name it bet online remains the best spot for all your latest sports developments 
including podcasts and reviews for all the leagues this season. It's not just basketball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today, use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action at BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you so much again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. Uh, free and available on all podcast platforms. And you can now check out the Locked On Now podcast, which is a uh, daily recap of all the previous night's action from our local hosts. Now the Bruins are in action tonight against the New Jersey Devils after losing 6-4 to the rival Toronto Maple Leafs on Tuesday. Bruce Cassidy set to make some changes to the lineup and it looks as though Mike Riley and Josh Brown will be inserted into the lineup uh, in lieu of Derek Forbort and Connor Clifton. I think Forbort has played pretty well as of late. Uh, Clifton, I'm kind of eager to get him out and get a bird's eye view for a couple games, see what Josh Brown can do. I tweeted yesterday that Brown and Riley played limited time together, five on five for the Ottawa Senators last season. Uh, They were on the ice for zero goals, four, four goals against, and they were out-attempted and out-shot as well. Now, of course, they weren't playing uh, on a team as good as the current Boston Bruins. Didn't get the support from up front. And, um, yeah, I'm interested to see what what we know what Riley can do and what Forbort can bring to the, um, bring to the table. Um, Linus Allmark will get the start in net. Uh, after Jeremy Swayman, you know, kind of struggled in the last game against the Maple Leafs. Bruce Cassidy said that while he felt the Bruins were outplayed by the Maple Leafs on Tuesday, he did watch the game back, and he felt the game was a bit more even on uh, rewatch than it appeared in real time. Uh, He said he has always felt at home, you want to try to push the pace early, put teams on their heels, uh, Bruins did not do that necessarily, but it was more of an even game than he had thought. Um, you know, there were some key giveaways, misplays with the puck that made it look a bit more lopsided. Uh, and with Toronto's offensive talent, they will make you pay if you make those mistakes. Uh, but for the most part, it was a pretty evenly played game in his estimation and the numbers support that as well the it wasn't a huge shot differential a huge shot attempt differential um and so the bruins will look tonight to get back on track against the new jersey devils who are down in the standings but they should not be taken lightly i don't know if anybody's noticed but jack hughes has emerged as a budding superstar for the Devils this season. He can hurt you on any given shift. Nico Heischer has been playing pretty well. They do have some offensive weapons. Um, 
They do have issues on the back end, goaltending, that have kept them down this season. But if they can acquire a bonafide goalie this offseason, they could be a real um, a real threat in the Metropolitan Division as early as next season, especially if Hughes continues on this trajectory. Um, so yeah, doesn't appear as though there will be any changes up front for the Boston Bruins tonight. Uh, and we could very well see the um, pairing of Riley and Josh Brown. I think he's doing that just because Forbort Clifton, they've been playing together. Riley Brown have been practicing together. And so it makes sense to insert the pairing uh, since they have been working um, together so closely in practice. Uh, Riley last played on March 21st versus Montreal. Brown hasn't played since March 19th uh, with the Senators, so they want to get these guys into some game action, keep them fresh. There's going to be injuries that pop up, and uh, you don't want guys who have been sitting out on the sidelines uh, for weeks on end without getting in any game action. Touch quickly on the Taylor Hall, Ilya Labushkin fallout here in a moment, but I do want to recommend highly the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast. Um, hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league, free and available wherever you get podcasts. Thank you again for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. Uh, tomorrow we will recap Tonight's game, take a look at the week ahead, maybe update the Atlantic Division power rankings. Now go make Locked On Fantasy Hockey your second listen. So there was a lot of discussion yesterday about uh, Taylor Hall, whether he would be suspended for seemingly sucker-punching Ilya Labushkin. Definitely hitting him with his glove on the side of the face. Uh, after Labushkin had driven Hall into the boards headfirst. It wasn't necessarily from behind, but uh, a very dangerous-looking hit all the same. Taylor Hall was fined $5,000, the maximum allowable under the CBA, by the NHL for roughing Labushkin on Tuesday night. A lot of people pointed to the sucker punch rule, saying it's, Warrants a match penalty, automatic suspension, if it's injurious, and if Labushkin was unwilling and unsuspecting. You could argue whether he was unsuspecting after taking that hit. Yes, it did come from behind. Um, but in today's NHL, a hit like that usually you know, warrants some sort of response. So I don't know if unsuspecting can be attributed there. He did leave the game for precautionary reasons. And he was the first Toronto Maple Leaf on the ice here this morning for practice. So it doesn't look like he was indeed injured. Uh, so that probably played a role in that decision as well. Personally, I wouldn't have been mad about a one, two game suspension just for the optics of it, but I don't think it was that as egregious 
as people were making it out to be. Certainly not on the same level as Tyler Bertuzzi and Steve Moore, as was out there. And uh, in the end, Taylor Hall, $5,000 lighter in the wallet, will be in the lineup for tonight's game against his old team, the New Jersey Devils, with whom he won the Hart Trophy a few years ago. So good news for the Bruins, for sure. Um, also, caught a lot of flack on Twitter yesterday for uh, saying the Leaf fan from Alberta, who looks like he lives in a pro shop, uh, posted that video saying he hates Boston. I said it was embarrassing, or more embarrassing, than the Taylor Hall guy. Got a lot of flack for that. You know, shouldn't have... Um, framed it like that, I suppose. Uh, you know, I apologize to the guy on Twitter. We worked it out. And, uh, I mean, always a reminder that you never know what people are going through to be careful with words on social media. That was a good reminder for me. I'm not typically someone who tries to bully people, having been bullied myself in the past. Uh, just trying to keep it light, keep it positive. So that was regrettable. Um, but at the end of the day, he didn't, he wasn't sweating it. Probably I shouldn't have either. And we all worked it out. Building bridges, not walls here on the locked on Boston Bruins podcast. I hope you're all having a great week. And again, we'll be back tomorrow to talk about tonight's game. Bruins honoring Tuka Rask prior to puck drop. Everybody tune in. Everybody going to the game. Cheer as loud as you can for Tuka. He deserves it. Deserves all the love. Uh, the fact that he is not universally beloved by Bruins fans. Disappointing. Uh, you know, we're all disappointed that they didn't win in 2019. Didn't win in 2013. But you can't pin it on him solely. If we look at his numbers, he was... As good as anybody over the last 15 years. Certainly belongs in the Hockey Hall of Fame, I believe. As well as his number retired from the TD Garden rafters at some point. So thank you, Tuka, for everything. Hope you feel the love tonight. And uh, we'll talk to you again tomorrow here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your favorite team every single day.